Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Toogie's Take Podcast, your favorite hockey podcast that's mostly about hockey. We've called it a broadcast from time to time. My name is Toogie, of course, the namesake of this show, joined once again by by two of the, the best friendos. We have Mr. Sin for the win. Sin, how the heck are you? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, man. A lot to talk about in the world of hockey. Mm. And... uh yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to get into it today. And we are also joined, of course, by Endurance M, Endo. And of course, today the M stands for migraine. <laughs> you ever wondered, like, how cat hair just gets fucking everywhere? That's that's where I'm at right now uh, in terms of, like, my state of mind. It's just like, I had this fucker, I've had this fucker for four years. And I think I've told the story about like how I got this cat, but I've had it for four years and I still don't know how the fuck it, my cat hair just, just shows up everywhere. I, I don't get it. They have hair. I, yeah, they, yeah, shed. they shed a lot, but like, I'll, I don't, I'll have something that is, that is no, hasn't been opened yet. And it will just somehow have cat hair in it. It is absolutely amazing. I am happy to talk about hockey today because that is the one thing that I like to watch and enjoy hockey. Your skin cells are everywhere, too. Don't remind me. Well, while Endo Mills has one type of hair problem in his household, we will, of course, want to make sure that you don't have a hair problem of your own. And that is why this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped.com. We want to remind you that you can use the code Toogie, that's T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and to get free shipping. And again, uh, they are they are crushing it over at Manscaped right now holiday season deals in full effect not to mention gentlemen it's a new era they have officially launched the lawnmower 5.0 ultra <laughs> top of the line truly the best you can get two interchangeable blade heads they got the trimmer blade, the foil blade. It's waterproof. You have the adjustable combs, so kind of like they have uh, on their other products, the face trimmer, especially they have now added the whole adjustable lengths directly into the head of the product. No more changing out these interchangeable pieces. It's all one deal. And of course, it's still got the LED on the front of it. Uh, a new and improved LED. This thing looks like a headlight now. Uh, as opposed to just like this teeny tiny little flashlight, uh, they have taken the next step at manscaped.com. So again, check them out today. Uh, <laughs> as their website says, on the cutting edge of cutting pubes. <laughs> manscaped.com. <laughs> Beautiful. Tremendous. With that, there is a lot to talk about, as was mentioned on the hockey side of things. And we're going to start things off with a viewer question. And of course you can get your questions in on the uh, Tukey's cafe discord link is in the description, whether or not you are listening to this or watching us on the YouTube side of things. And if you are, hi, we love you. This question comes uh, from Alex. Coincidentally, no last name. So who's to say who it's from <laughs> is Alexander Ovechkin washed now we haven't gone super in depth about players who have been underperforming or have gotten off the slow starts or anything like that because well let's be honest the most games a team has played so far 
in the league is seven, the fewest being five. It is very, very early days at this stage. But we are getting closer to the end of the opening month of the season. You know, around this time next week, we'll be talking about, hey, who do you think the front runners are for certain awards and stuff like that? Um, and while you have some players who are off to incredibly hot starts, we talked about Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Larkin. Uh, we were looking for an opportunity to talk about Jack Hughes, and here's a good chance. I mean, he's leading the league in points right now with 17. He has multiple multi-point games on the season. He has been incredible. But on the flip side of that are guys like Alex Ovechkin. And uh, I mean, we kind of talked about Ty Domi, not Ty Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. I'm not the first person to make that mistake. We did talk about Ty Domi, in fact, though. Endo kind of mentioning mentioning that he's not as, you know, he's not his dad. He has a different play style. Um, yeah, Brad Living really fucked up there, thinking that Ty Do- Max Domi was basically Ty Domi 2.0, but he's not, and neither is the entire. Del- I'll stop talking about the Leafs. I'll just go on a fucking tirade about how Ryan Reeves is the worst signing in. Wow. I think Ryan Reeves would be the worst signing in the past decade in the Matthews era. That's saying something, okay? Damn. But we'll talk about that later. Is Alex Ovechkin washed with a current point total of uh, five points in six games? <laughs> Two goals? <laughs> yeah, my answer is no. Yeah. Um, he did get off to a slow start. Hopefully, we had a little error there. Hopefully, it's fine. I'm going to surge ahead. Screw it. Um, He has all five of those points in his last four games. So, he was pointless to the first two. He started to heat up again. He has goals in consecutive games. This is why I typically say it's it's, it's too early. It's 100% too early. Um, It still is too early uh, because, you know, he could just have a a, a good little, uh, you know, stretch. But you got to remember, the man is 38 years old. Um, hmm. It's going to be harder to start sometimes um, and maybe harder to finish. Like he's going to have like it, I'm, I'm looking at his midseason when he gets into form, when he gets the wheels churning. I He's going to have 30 or 40. Like it just depends on how much longer can he do that. We talked about it where like, is he going to be the type of player that slowly tapers off or is he going to be the type of player where, boom, it's just not there? And hockey fans have a can have a tendency to uh, to catastrophize, and and there he goes in the beginning of the season doing nothing, having two straight games of not registering a shot for the first time in his career, and it's easy to be like, oh my god, is this it? Well, the Washington Capitals are also absolute ass. <laughs> let's 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 not forget that it, there's there's another case where it was like. Everyone was betting against them for multiple years. They kept making the playoffs. They finally missed last season. And then it's like, okay, maybe they're for sure done. They don't make any major changes in the offseason, really. Like, they didn't bring in any major, major names or anything like that. So, yeah, like, they're falling off. But they exist solely now as a vessel for Alexander Ovechkin to break the record. So, no, I don't think he's washed. We're not going to try to predict if he's going to just completely drop off or taper off because that doesn't really matter right now. He's doing fine. You know, he's gotten himself going. As you said, he's got, what, five points in four games or four points in five games? Five and six. 
fought you. Nah, well, here you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like five, but all five of those have come in the last four games or whatever. Like it's looking like he's getting the wheels running right now. You'd still like to see more goals from him. Sure. Capitals do have a new coach, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, these are things that take a while to get going. And um, again, don't hit the panic button yet. Don't overreact quite yet. Wait, we're going to have to see what it looks like midseason, but uh, no, he's not washed Uh, near point per game for a 38 year old. (laughs) I would say absolutely not. In terms of the caps, you are right. First and foremost, new head coach Spencer Carberry, who came over from Toronto. Um, Their top line right now (laughs) is Ovi, Dylan Strom and Matthew Phillips. You know, like it's supposed to pass to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I think it's supposed to be Dylan Strome, but he has four goals and zero assists. Yeah, like they haven't figured it out yet. And Strome is not a first liner. Sorry, but he's not. <laughs> there are players out there that have gotten off to slow starts where I think you could be a little bit concerned. And I brought up a few players here that have zero points so far in the season. Luke Coonan. Of the San Jose Sharks, but hey, the worse he does, the better it is for the team, I do suppose. No, um, not they continue to play him with Eklund, so no. Fuck. <laughs> um, in Ottawa, Eric Brandstrom, zero points in six games on the season, as Sens fans are still just kind of waiting to see, like, is Eric Brandstrom going to be what was advertised? And all of a sudden... Uh, the idea of, oh, Vegas traded away Eric Branstrom. What a mistake. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, especially for a guy that was touted as, you know, a potentially elite puck moving defenseman. That hasn't proved to be the case. R- you talked about Washington and additions. Max Pacioretty, who hasn't played a game yet this season due to injury. And Rasmus Sandin, who was acquired last year at the trade deadline, he has zero points so far this season after doing very, very well in Washington once he was acquired. Uh, The Devils, Dawson Mercer, no points on the season so far. That's a bit surprising, maybe not concerning. Blake Wheeler with the Rangers, zero points. Tori Krug on the Blues. Hampus Lindholm. Has zero points so far this season on the six and oh Boston Bruins. But if I had to list one guy, especially, you know, factoring Ovi out of this, because I don't think he's in that category. I saw it mentioned today on Twitter. Connor Brown for the Edmonton Oilers um, was with the Washington Capitals last year for like four games. Gets hurt out for the rest of the year. They sign him this year to league men, but with a huge incentive. You play nine games. He ends up getting like $3 million against the cap or something like that for next year. Uh, He is on six games with zero points. Uh, That is a guy to watch out for to just be like, oh, man, at 29 coming off of a major injury. Is that someone who's not going to be able to get back to form? Because there's a very good chance the Oilers could send him down to say we cannot afford to give you uh, that incentive. So plenty of other people to look at, I would say. Well, with our first topic in the books in regards to viewer questions, we're going to sprinkle more throughout the show, maybe closer to the end. But as we mentioned, so much hockey to talk about. We want to get into it. And our first big topic of the day, gentlemen, uh, is the big news of today. That being Thursday, October 26th. And that name, 
that's in the headlines. Maybe not someone we expected it to be, but it is Shane Pinto. Pinto Bean. Pinto Bean, who has not played. Pinto Bean! <laughs> who has not played this season um, with the Senators being unable to agree to terms with him on a contract. So he is currently an RFA at 22 years old, 35 points in 82 games last season. He has been suspended for 41 games for, quote, violating the league's sports wagering rules. Now, I I would have thought it was a headshot in preseason for 41 games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Refy. I've been out in full effect. Um, this, so, man, where, where do we even start with this? So, on the NHL article, um, talking about this, they mentioned that the league's investigation found no evidence that Pinto made any wagers on NHL games, despite violating the league's sports wagering rules. Now, this would lead you to think that he presumably did gamble on something NHL or hockey related as the only time um, the terms gambling, wager or betting appear in either the CBA or the MOU, which again is basically just, hey, what the hell you're allowed to do um, is CBA exhibit 14 rule two, page 342 which states gambling on any NHL game is prohibited. There is nothing else mentioned in regards to gambling within the league. So a lot of people are questioning, like, so what exactly happened here? Frank Saravalli reported earlier today from his sources, quote, the NHL's investigation into Pinto came as a result of a red flag from betting partner databases that revealed a Pinto connection to third party or proxy better. So essentially the idea is while he did not directly bet on games, it seems to indicate either one of two things. Either he was potentially betting on like award winners or something like that, or more likely he had somebody bet on his behalf that he was giving some form of insider trading to and more than likely splitting the profits with said person. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. It's the first suspension in hockey for gambling in 75 years. Yeah. And in terms of games... He is now tied for the longest games-based suspension in NHL history with Rafi Torres. So Mm -hmm. stupid. That's stupid. Um, It's so hard to make sense of this because the NHL's PR statement is is, – it says absolutely nothing. Like literally says absolutely nothing. He's been suspended for gambling related, but he did not gamble again on the NHL, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, cool. Well, that fucking clears it up. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Just like 
I, I hope information comes out so we can make a little bit more sense of this. But mm. as of right now, it's like that's a hefty suspension. And people are like, oh, well, if he really did like gamble on NHL, on NHL games, I think the league would put the hammer down. I'm like, dude, that's they kind of put the hammer down like 41 mm. games. Like that's I mean, you see a lot of things like that's a harsher punishment. The NHL is laying out for whatever happened in this gambling thing. than they fucking gave the Blackhawks for covering up sexual assault for 10 years. Yeah. Don't care if you disagree. That's literally what happened. The Hawks didn't even get punished. They made back 10 times the fine amount just by drafting Bedard on season ticket sales. It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's absolutely insane. It's 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 insane to me that like again and and this brings us to the whole topic of how much the NHL has been pushing betting. I can open up the NHL app right now, look at some stuff. I can see the odds. Um, I can bet. <laughs> Want to bet? Now you then can. There's also Jesus fucking Christ. ads. And oh, today it's not. But yesterday I was seeing ads for like, you know, I'm sure like a, a betting thing. And I'm like, I don't even think I can bet in, so in on, regards on sports in, to, to interrupt in regards to betting. That's another aspect that a lot of people have been calling out with this story is the fact the irony that the sends have a helmet sponsor oh my god <laughs> at 99 yeah so bet 365 365 <laughs> um, i was bet 99 was it bet 99 i mean regardless yeah. it's a betting sponsor now it's a betting sponsorship yeah. yeah and with the amount of times they've been blasting what for the past two years the amount of betting stuff that went over because ontario changed their betting rules Mm -hmm. uh for gambling and how it it wasn't just a parlay and they can actually bet on individual things uh when people have been doing it for way longer anyway um yeah it's it's gross i think it's funny that the league is kind of like oh oh, we're gonna promote gambling and all this except for you you did it bad so you get a 41 game suspension and you get exempt from the December first uh, CRA seat uh, CBA uh, bargaining rule. So, you know, typically if you are an RFA and you don't sign by December first, you cannot play the rest of the season because he's suspended for forty-one games. He and apparently they're trying to make it retroactive to the current season. Yes. So if he were to sign today. No, if you were the sign, if you were the sign, like after forty-one games, it would still count. If he signs, if he mm-hmm. signs today, it counts. If he signs after forty-one games, it, those count towards the suspension, which is weird because that means that when he signs, which now Ottawa can use this as a cap situation to circumvent having to put money on their cap, even though they have a lot of cap space, I believe they can just sign Shane Pinto later on in the rest of the year. And deal with it then. Play him so immediately, like, it seems. Yeah. Like if, if what I'm if what you're saying I'm understanding is that like if he signs 41 games in, then his suspension has been served. Yes. <laughs> he yep, is he not is. a member of an NHL team except by RFA. This and is so weird. It's it's the weirdest rule I've ever seen. Or fake enactment of a rule. I mean, we've seen a lot of that this week so far with the NHL. Um and I I I don't get it. This is more like, hey, you did it bad for gambling. Okay, cool. We're going to suspend you, but not really suspend you because you're not under contract. 
So we're just going to kind of give your team an even bigger boost in terms of having to not have to do cap management. This is like that meme. No one's allowed to benefit from sports gambling except for me and maybe the boy. <laughs> like, uh, holy shit. The, like, like there's, you, there's no way to cut around it. Like the NHL has been benefiting from this and sh- honestly shoving it down motherfuckers throats. Oh, yeah. And then now they're like, oh, shit, we got to send a message, but they're not really sending a message. I don't know. Like, I, I can't make sense of this because they're not giving us information. In typical NHL fashion, you get an absolute half-truth until people are going to dig, 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 dig. It'll finally come out, and the NHL is going to look horrible for it because their PR department are probably instructed what to do. And (laughs) I don't know. This is – it's honestly just bizarre, this whole situation. Their PR department is definitely former players who are concussed because that's the only – as someone who's had concussions, that's the only fucking way I can see them make these decisions. Oh, my migraine's gone. Sweet. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know what goes on their heads, what goes on in their head to make any of these choices. It's like this whole year has been one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision. It. I can only sum up what you guys said as, yeah, it's weird. It's really, really weird that they just haven't outright said, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Aside from, and again, the way they phrased it, they found no evidence that he made any wagers on NHL games. But then you have Frank Saravalli's sources saying that there's a really good chance there was essentially uh, a third party that he was probably feeding information to and telling them, here's how to bet. Like then that's gambling on NHL games. I'm sorry. Like if you're benefit, it's it. Oh, it didn't come from his account. He didn't uh, fuck off. Like he must have given the person money. Therefore, he is betting. Or if he's not, if it's just information for that, guess what? It's in my opinion, that's still betting. That might be even worse. Like you're fixing it in some way. Like. So I don't know. If if I see it from more p- people in Saravali, because Saravali sources have been really fucking wrong a lot of the time, yeah. Um, especially concerning the whole Kevin LeBanc waivers situation, and mm-hmm. then he doubled down on it. Like I'm, I'll I'll, I'll see if other, other other people pick up on that. No, nothing personal against the dude. Um, all right, maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> no, just I yeah, it's it's just a weird scenario all the way around, and. We may never get a full story with it, which I think is really stupid. Like, get, like I don't know, get, give some clarity on this. Like, th- this affects a lot of people. If you're pushing betting this hard, so many people are starting to bet. If other people are getting this distinct advantage and they're not, they're being kind of punished, but not really punished. And like, this is the whole concern. Are players going to start underperforming or just making sure they hit certain milestones to benefit in some ways? Because I hate to say it, but... This might might like this if this is happening with one person, odds are like it might be happening in a couple other places. You can't say for sure, but this is the danger you get into when you make the gambling mainstream as, as dangerous as it is on its own as an addiction, which it, it it very much can be, especially for these young, impressionable people. Like I see people who are under the age of 18 who are gambling with VPNs yep. and shit like it's dangerous. We could get into that whole topic yeah. of conversation, just the gambling culture. As Endo mentioned, like it's out there. It is right out there in the open. Like gone 
are the days of your local bookies and gambling being somewhat underground and oh you didn't pay up so the mobs the breaking mafia, in your kneecaps used to run that shit dude right like Look, that that's not a Godfather. thing anymore <laughs> it's not a thing anymore it's just right up there in your face there are a million bajillion apps on your phone that you can gamble with um as we saw from uh someone in the nhl esports scene uh you can bet on frozen frenzy which we'll talk about in a little bit to get all 16 oh. games right you can bet two dollars oh. and get 13 grand it's fucking nuts holy um, fuck what a i i know we we're against gambling but that's that's a crazy ass hit. He bet two fucking dollars and won 13K. Be smart with your money. Don't do something like that. But that's crazy. That Here's is crazy. Gambling sites love that because people are going to oh, yeah. advertise for them. That man just advertised for gambling sites everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, without, yeah. yeah. And that's like I said, yeah. there's so many different layers to it because it's like, all right, on one hand, I'm not inherently against it. But you can't also dismiss the effects yeah. that us even bringing up that story of George getting that big hit of a kid being like, oh, shit, that I can do that. Like, because even in my head, I'm like, well, shit, maybe I should have thrown my fucking <laughs> two dollars, like, two fucking bucks. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, and then it goes like, oh, what if I had even more money? What if I threw a tenner in there? Like, I'd be a mm-hmm. fucking millionaire. Like, or some shit like that. Like, that's where it gets dangerous. That's why yeah, exactly where it gets dangerous, I, I no yeah. longer post any sort of stock market wins I have because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to because because i know how dangerous it can be and i know that 90 percent of people who try to trade end up losing money and once i kind of learned all that after all the the pandemic hype when i first got started and, and was absolutely destroying worlds like i i don't want to contribute to someone blowing money and i know it wouldn't be my fault that they do this but i for me as who i am i understand like it, you still have an influence and you still got to be careful with their platform and sure you, you can, it, it's other people's choices. Like, I don't know, for me, it's like, you got to understand that you also have an effect and while it may not be directly your fault, like it can also play into that. Now we're not saying this guy's wrong for winning that big and celebrating his win that big in the way he did. No. Um, but we can't claim yeah. to be sorry to interrupt again, but I feel like this this is worth saying. We can't claim to be holier than now on this. We took yeah. a sponsorship um, for the Super Bowl in 2022 from I think it was Strive Fantasy for this show. Strive, um, yeah, and you know, nobody used it. Good yeah, on you guys. Basically, <laughs> good on you guys. That's why they didn't come back. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's like there. Trust me, there are the other offers that have been kind of out there from every podcast perspective of like Mm -hmm. shit. Like they are one of the primary sponsorship options for content creators online right now, the YouTube side of things. It doesn't matter. Like no matter where it is, like there are those offers that are out there. So it's, it's an ongoing situation as States, you know, individual States, individual provinces continue to, be more open and receptive to the idea of gambling and just how embedded it is into sports at this stage. With that, we'll move on to um, somewhat of a smaller topic a little bit. Sin, there was something 
um, that you <laughs> wanted to talk about in regards to, of course, there's been conversations about refing, uh, and it kind of intertwines to everything that happened with Brady Chuck. I will. Mm-hmm. The floor is yours, sir. Well, we'll start <laughs> off with with uh, what happened in the Red Wings Kraken game because, holy crap! And um, I can't find the link for it, but I'm, I'm sure you could find it. Basically, uh, a Kraken player, forget who it was at this point. Um, in the defensive end, there's this cross seam pass looking for like a one timer. He threw his stick, legitimately threw his stick, and knocked away the pass. That's now that's bad enough right to go without a call because you just disrupted yeah. a scoring chance. Now, what happened after that? The Kraken come back the other way. Beautiful outlet pass. It's good. Good pass. Can't take it away to send a, a dude on a, on essentially a breakaway and he scores. Mm. No call on on throwing a stick, which is such it's it's such an obvious thing. Like to me, like a guy throws his stick. It, honestly, if someone like, like if ugh, I, I don't know how it's not called. Like I, I'm losing my fucking mind because the the toss of the stick is so obvious. It disrupts the pass. If you're a ref, you're looking at the play. You're looking at what's going on with the puck. You see this. You have to see this, and then it leads to a goal back the other way, which leads me into how the NHL is still in some way trying to manage games and have not too many calls or, or whatever, try to make things even and blah, 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 blah. Well, Hey, you're still failing on that because in the Buffalo Sabres, Ottawa senators game in the last five minutes, Brady Kachuk fights Alex Tuck after (laughs) what could only be described as them each both getting their licks in on him. Brady Kachuk failed to clear the zone, took a shot at Alex Tuck's head with his gloves connected he comes back around. Alex Ch- Alex Tuck lays his hip into him and topples Brady Kachuk over, who didn't have the puck. Neither one of those are called, by the way. And so Brady Kachuk gips up, throws his gloves off, and does a cool like. It almost looked like if he would he would have been Steve Austin if it was the middle fingers. He did the like, <laughs> come at me, bro. And so they fight. I won't talk about you know everyone bitching and moaning about maybe Brady punched him while he was down or whatever. So Brady Kachuk gets the automatic one-game suspension for, for you know, the instigating or fighting in the last five minutes. The NHL just announced that he will not be suspended. They are rescinding that suspension. Mm. Okay. Here's the problem. Darnell Nurse was suspended for one game in the playoffs for fighting... I was it Hague or White? Doesn't matter. He fought some someone on Vegas who was more than willing to fight, hmm. and that suspension held. What the fuck are we doing? Like, <sighs> why, why have the rule if you're able to rescind it? Or and and why choose these weird things? And where did both of these? You can argue both of them should have been rescinded. So why was one only rescinded? And more, more, moreover, why was the one in the playoffs the one that wasn't rescinded, considering how much the NHL doesn't want to make an impact on the playoffs? Well, they did. And they're like, oh, well, you got to make it even because that one guy got suspended for lumberjacking Dreisaitl. No, he should have been suspended for that. These are two different fucking things. And yet the NHL just continues to shoot themselves in the foot by doing this weird dance of trying to not have a big impact on the game, and they have an impact. 
Detroit gets scored on because fucking the Seattle Kraken yeeted his stick at the puck, knocked it loose, disrupted their scoring chance. They went back and scored the other way. And Brady Kachuk broke the rule of fighting in the last five minutes. First one with his gloves off, made Tuck come over to him and stuff like that. And I don't know. Like, so so what's the point of rules if we're not going to enforce them? You are not a fucking sports league if you're doing this. Unserious. Absolutely unserious. I think it's a dumb rule, but if, if it's a rule, then enforce it and don't just like spot pick when you're going to enforce it. Send for the win, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot disagree with anything you said, right? And it's, you know, we talked about kind of the continued patterns of like, all right, betting in the game and everything like that. This is the continued pattern of not just the NHL, but it feels worse mm-hmm. in the NHL. For whatever reason, it just does like the NFL in terms of the idea of like, oh, God, referee game management and stuff like that. You'll see it with roughing the passer calls every week. Like it, it's bad there. Maybe it's just because we're so hockey centric on this side of things. But what was it last season? They're like, yeah, we're going to crack down on slashing. It was cross checking, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, it might have been both. And it yeah. lasted like 10 games and yep. then they stopped. Hey, they brought it back for the beginning of this season, by the way. They were, they were really calling cross-checks. But we know that's going to go away because that's just what the NHL does. I just... What what can you necessarily even say about it at this stage where it's just you know how screwed up it is, how nonsensical it is, yet for whatever reason, it's just the accepted status quo on the NHL's behalf, not from the fan base perspective. Like, I don't know a single NHL fan. that's like, yeah, you know, I think they're doing a good job. I have, I haven't heard that ever once, at least not sarcastically. Um, <laughs> I know I've said it sarcastically in the past, but, that, but like now when, they're making sure you just don't yell at the refs. <laughs> I guess. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, like that, that's all they give a fuck about. Really? Like called in all the coaches in the off season. I think we talked about this and told them, Hey, stop yelling at the refs. Like, are they, like, are they trying to blame the coaches yelling at the refs for everyone being pissed about the refs? Like, is that how detached from reality the NHL is? They think fans are emulating the coaches and the fans don't see the fans can't see this. Like, these are the most glaring things. And again, it's, it's officiating plus the league. Like I said, that's how it ties into the Brady Kachuk slash Darnell Nurse type thing. It's, if you don't really enforce it well on the ice or consistently on the ice and you don't enforce it consistently off the ice. So, like, what the fuck are we doing here? I don't think they know. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think they know. And it comes back to, and I, I always have this quote, like, on the back burner of my mind at this stage. And it's... Uh, was from an old episode of the Steve Dangle podcast where they said, best sport, worst league, hockey will be great when it's a finished product and we know what the sport actually is. Because we don't know what the sport is. Based on the officiating. Tremendous quote. Based on the officiating. That's what it's like being an NHL gamer, too. I was was about to say. I mean, it refle- the league reflects the game. Uh, it reflects the game 100%. And I wonder why they've signed on how many years in a row <sighs> now. Jesus Christ. The game, the game that you watch on TV is different on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. 
the video game you play is different, different on a nightly, on nightly basis. <laughs> it's it's just crazy to me, right? It's that idea of like, cool, you, you never... In the worst way, you never know what you're going to get when you watch that product. And then we all know the rules are different come playoff time. And now it seems like in a lot of ways, it's like, all right, what are the rules for the regular season? Ah, we don't really have to follow those, do we? Guidelines. Guidelines. What it feels like at this stage. Hockey's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Jedi. Uh, Sin, anything else that you had from uh, I don't want to call it a tangent because that has like a negative connotation I very much enjoyed that anything else to add <laughs> not really I just I, I was blown away just just really like mostly because of the whole Red Wings thing I'm just like bro like it, it's just that's I just want to reiterate once again that's the NHL's biggest problem how much they try to stay out of the way they actually get in the way and it needs to stop players will adjust we've said this before call the fucking rules players will adjust look back to after the 05 lockout players adjusted so you mentioned the the term it, it just blows you away were you blown away by ESPN's frozen frenzy this week? Yeah, I was blown away that uh, uh, the, the, the scoreline and how they chose to show the highlights between Toronto and the Capitals. They showed a bunch of Toronto goals, and then they went back. I'm like, wait a second. Why is it one nothing? Did those goals not count? <laughs> Ovi's taking a penalty shot. What happened? Um, that was a real rough start <laughs> to the broadcast. As I, I had that I same note that. that I was like, did. what the fuck's going on? <laughs> it's like, Toronto goal. Hey, they scored again. But let's go back and show you when it was still one nothing Washington and Alex Ovechkin flubbed a penalty shot. Like, I did think the broadcast got better. And again, for those that missed it, ESPN advertised their first version of ice surfing. I mean, <clears throat> frozen frenzy. Uh, because Steve Dangle and Sportsnet had done this uh five years ago uh but it was the idea of nhl red zone and we're gonna mm. bounce around from game to game showing you the highlights as they most mostly as they happen uh not always um and you know i did see a mostly positive reaction to this and i i don't disagree it is a fun idea um to follow up on. I don't know if it works as well for hockey as it does for the NFL for football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a bit jarring for me. I couldn't do it. Like I'm It's because of the speed of the sport, I think. Um, you know, there's a lot of stop and starts with football. And hockey, it's like you'll go there are chances where you can go ten minutes without a single fucking stoppage in a game. Granted, you have like a TV time on every seven minutes, but at the same time, you're managing all that ice time. All that. It's just a lot. And hmm. I think the con, like we said, the concept's great, but just execution. Eh. Also, not to mention, we can't even access that in Canada. Right. By the way, Correct. you could not access Revenge uh, for all the Sportsnet shit I can't watch, bitch. How's, how's it feel? How's yeah. it feel? Yeah, I blame fucking Rogers for, you know, buying you the rights. Poor. 20 years. <laughs> skill issue, Endo. Fucking skill uh, issue. <laughs> Too bad 20... you didn't win the fucking lot the birth lottery. Oh, God. <laughs> what? 
I didn't choose to be born. <laughs> exactly. You failed to win the birth lottery and be born yeah. in, this, in America. Blame uh, my father. Uh, if you find him, let me know. I, I will say this could be this could be very <laughs> fuck it. This could be very good for drawing in casual fans. I will say that. This could work to draw in casual fans for more yeah. of the student of the game types, which I consider myself of. I love watching a full game because you can see the ebbs and the flows and how how everything happens. And I like little plays that don't make up, you know, don't get put in the highlight reels. That's 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 how mm-hmm. I am. I'm, I'm very much a detail uh, details guy when it comes to that. That's why I was captain of my high school roller hockey team, bitch. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I, I think this could be good if if they continue to do it and they continue to do it in good ways and on days where, you know, maybe there's not other stuff going on too. Um, that I think it could draw in more casual fans and I hope that we see more awesome, cool, skilled up plays and big hip checks. I don't get called for tripping. I'm just going to mm. mention that really quick. Burroughs laid a tremendous hip check against the Florida Panthers and it got called for tripping. It was hip on hip. <laughs> have they never played nhl 24 yeah fucking idiots you can't you can't get a penalty and a hip check it's impossible unless you hit a guy without the puck Fuck. <laughs> ridiculous now it's funny because you did mention right like the appeal that it could have to casual fans mm. the biggest issue from this there were a couple this occurred on nba opening night meaning you had some brutal competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also had uh, the NLCS game seven between Philadelphia and Arizona. That's not their fault. You couldn't really plan for that, but you could probably plan for the NBA mm-hmm. to be starting around the same time. And then in regards to highlights, ESPN posted zero highlights between their two biggest Instagram accounts, which combined for over 64 million followers on that night on Twitter. Between SportsCenter and ESPN proper, with nearly 100 million followers, there were three highlights posted on the night. (sighs) Now, again, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but it shows where they are. And we all know it. You know, it's not a surprise. We're not shocked. We know the reasons why. But it just goes to show how far they are on the totem pole, how far down they are. That here is essentially the launch of a new product for the entity that you have I don't necessarily want to say a stake in but let's be honest when it comes to baseball uh ESPN's not broadcasting that you know like they'll they'll cover it but you don't have the broadcasting rights for that mm-hmm. they they are in partnership with the NBA but much like the NBA you know the NHL it's like all right NHL on TNT and everything but the NBA is on, you know, your other platforms as well, TNT, notwithstanding. So it's just it seems like in a way it, it was a fun idea that existing hockey fans, for the most part, seem to like. But I don't know if they maximized the potential that was there to introduce new people to it in combination due to not making the most of your opportunities on social media, but also freaking scheduled on an NBA opening opening night on a Tuesday on a Tuesday going up uh yeah on here's a Tuesday okay yeah. just to just to reiterate the, the you mentioned how far down the NHL totem pole is I saw a tweet 
a few days ago uh, that blew me the fuck away about NHL scheduling. So it makes sense how they try to avoid NBA, NFL, other stuff like that. Um, You know what else they try to avoid? High school football. What? Yeah. In certain markets, the NHL tries to avoid having games at the same time as high school football games. Texas. Oh, it's Joe Everett, dude. It's Joe Everett, dude. That is Joe If you're if you're getting out fucking drawn by high school sports. Children. <sighs> literal children. Come on. <laughs> That's a brutal. 15-year-old has bigger pull than the National Hockey League. What the fuck is going on? I'm trying God. to think. Like, so obviously you're thinking about like the biggest cities, like especially thinking yeah. about the south. Uh, yeah, like, you're thinking, would- of, you know, the south and maybe even parts of the east. But there's not, I don't know, the South and Midwest and like, yeah. I, it blew me away because I'm like, how, how, how is this the thing? Like mi- Texas, I, but like if they're, there's got to be more to it if they're actually really trying to stay away from it. Like there has to be other markets. Like I, I'm trying to think maybe Vir- Virginia, West Virginia, maybe, but like who, who, who do they watch hockey wise? Like Car- the Carolinas? I always think that's mm. more of a baseball area, but I, I don't know. High school yeah. football, though. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued um, from some people as I look at a map of like the U.S. and uh, where team locations are. I'm intrigued that like, okay, how popular are like high school athletics in Seattle that could compete with Kraken viewership, or Southern California, Arizona, Colorado, like. Dallas, I understand being mm-hmm. Texas based. I understand the two Florida teams as well. Um, Columbus is a college town, obviously Ohio State, and football is gigantic there. But is it gigantic on a hockey level or a, a high school yeah. level? I should say different H. Um, I'm intrigued because I I can't imagine a situation where high school athletics distract from from Bruins games. You know, for yeah, example, yeah. it's just not something I can overly relate to. Yeah, that, um, that, that's why I was so surprised because I can't like high school sports where I went to like <laughs> I think my team, my te- my high school team one year actually made it to, I think, state championships bizarrely. And then they got blown out like 50 something to three. <laughs> and, like, yeah, there's uh, yeah, it's craziness, like man. The only other thing I wanted to add about Frozen Frenzy, and I caught some flack for this, but I, I stand by it. I thought John Butchergrass and Kevin Weeks did well. I think John Butchergrass is better set for a format like that than standard play-by-play commentary. Kevin Weeks, I enjoy him a lot. I, I you know, initially when he was doing the, I did find it cringe when he was doing the, hey, here's my forehead. And then he's like, oh, but wouldn't it be funny if I stood in front of a trash can when I did it and stuff like that? But now it's just kind of become his thing. Of, Breaking hey, news, I'm NHL weeks. fans. Um, I have a trade announcing. Here's my fucking forehead. You can see my reflection on my phone in it. I, lo- I love Kevin Weeks. He actually grew up in my neighborhood where I grew up. Um, uh, my mom knows him, probably. She knows everybody. Um yeah, great guy, but just yeah, I, I from what I've seen in people like talking on Twitter and everything, just not good. Let's get back to Kale Mozart. 
So that that was the line, right? Is he had some lines where I thought he was really, really forcing the the, the attempted comedy, essentially. He's been um, doing that, too many. That was the biggest one where there was a line about Kale McCarr, who did score a really cool goal. Um, and his recap was Kale McCarr, more like Kale Mozart, because that was a thing of beauty. And I'm uh, that's a that's a PK Subanism right there. Oh, God, like it doesn't even it was, work. Uh, just, like it doesn't rhyme that well. And a oh thing of beauty, God. like you more think of a visual artist than you would a, a musical I artist. Yeah. I fall asleep. Fuck. Oh God. God. Yeah. So I that that was just one where I'm like, uh, you kind of lost me with that one. And he had some other ones. That was the one that really stood out of just like, oh, Kevin, honey, honey, you don't have to try. You don't have to force it that hard. Uh, but overall, I, I did enjoy uh, that particular product. I did. I, I, they'll bring it back for sure. Oh, my foot. I'm OK. Speaking <laughs> of enjoying products, though, we know that one Endo Mills. I love women. Enjoys himself some women's hockey, some women in general. Yeah. One woman in particular. Um, that's, a, that's all you guys know about. Um, no. Um, yeah. Uh, I love women. And the lovely people at the PWHL, Professional mm. Women's Hockey League, not only have revealed their logo. But apparently, because, you know, you have to file these names in for trademarks and everything to verify you can have a team name. Six team names have been licensed and set up for a trademark to be used by the PWHO. Mm-hmm. And if I can remember where the link is for these teams. These are yeah, these are the worst fucking names I've ever seen in my life. I had there are minor hockey teams with better names. You can go down to the fucking baseball, the like minor league baseball teams. They have better names than this shit. So we all know the locations of the, of the six places they're going to be playing. Boston, Minnesota, Montreal, New York, Ottawa, and Toronto. Uh, the, the Boston are supposed to be called the Boston Wicked. Minnesota, Minnesota. That's actually kind of funny, though. Wicked smart. Well, wicked fucking smart. Wicked smart. Yeah. (laughs) I have a question, and I want to mention this too, really quickly. Um, This report came from Clark Rasmussen of DetroitHockey.net in regards to these filings. But I have a question in regards to the Boston Wicked. Boston. I'm surprised it can't be the wicked pissa though. That would be offensive. <laughs> um, is this if this is in fact the name? And you mentioned the PWHL logo, which I don't know uh, if Sin saw it. I just linked that in our chat here. Um, ass. Initially, I only saw like the W, and I'm like, that's fucking terrible. But when you see the full word mark of PWHL, it looks a bit better. It's not the greatest logo. It's I've fucking ever seen. terrible. Someone got paid. Someone got paid like fifty k for this. Like that's that's Mm. the the crazy thing about this. Um, If you modern minimalist bullshit. Yeah, Yeah. it's so it's ridiculous, dude. Uh, Don't even get me started on there's a there's a there's what is there's an MLS team that just had a new logo and it looks like fucking ass. 
ass. It looks like ass. And like people are getting paid a fuck ton of money for it because you know it has a bunch of symbolism symbolism behind it and all that stuff. It's like, no, this, this I don't give a fuck what meaning you could give it. Here's my meaning. It looks like shit. That's my meaning. Pay me 50k. Jesus Christ. But just yeah, the names are terrible. Yeah, we got in regards. The, I, I didn't even get to ask my question. I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. It's fine. No, Is go this go if Boston Wicked? And I, I want to know at the end of this what our vote is for the worst name. But is Boston Wicked a worse name than the Toronto Six? No. No. I like, I like the nickname Boston Wicked. I don't know how to feel I mean, about it, the man. Toronto, the Toronto Six is a stupid name entirely. And then it came out after the, you know, after the phf whatever the fuck nwhl phf like folded that the toronto six already had the name ready to go whatsoever and just wanted to string up some sort of you know press on the internet you're like oh what could their team name be let's make it anyway have any suggestions he 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 i'm corgi and just they already knew it was gonna be the six yeah. like even like their former like social media manager for that team was like, oh, now that the league's folded, yeah, it was always going to be the six, and none of your like opinions even mattered, you know? The points are real, and none of it, the points aren't real, none of it matters. I will say, um, I think the problem is, too, and one thing we could do is compare these names to what they were, because for me, I think of what the PHF was and the names that were in the PHF because they kept a lot of the same cities. We went, and I have their jersey behind me, we went from the Boston Pride to the Boston Wicked. And I loved the Pride name and branding um, to kind of, you know, obviously not quite, but I felt like it was adjacent to the Bruins, not quite the same. It was a different enough on its own. Obviously, there was a difference between lions and bears, but oh my, oh my, no <laughs> tigers though. Those are Detroit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this name. And uh, I'll uh, feel free if you want to go one by one or just name them all. Go ahead. Uh, Minnesota Superior, as in Lake Superior. Oh, fucking bad. inferiority complex here jesus christ is it better or worse than the name they had in the phf which was the minnesota whitecaps that's worse. a sick name i like that's white a caps. sick whitecaps cool. are a sick name look at fucking vancouver it's worked for them mm. <sighs> keep montreal uh, echo as in echo chamber because that represents quebec <laughs> <laughs> that's a good fucking name that is a good fucking name for a hockey club the echo oh, fuck um i wanted to mention too the previous name for montreal the montreal force eh, no you know what? That, that's great you ever seen <laughs> fucking qcs play nhl that's right you fuckers get called out there's gonna be a a joke immediately like how could you pick a name like (laughs) how can you make a name like i'm gonna show echo and like you know people are gonna let's say for example no one goes to these games the montreal echo is an easy fucking 
shouting point for any trolls to be like, yeah, your name's Yako because no one goes to your games. Like, come on. Mm. Mm. You shot yourself yeah. in the foot right there. Next. The New York Sound. It's a good name. Singular. Also, notice all these are all singular, not plural, like like most teams. Um, and then I think uh, noted one common sense. Sam said like, "Hey, like you ever notice like all these are singular too?" And I'm like, "A single sound, like a tree falling in the woods, doesn't make a noise." Does it? Like Jesus. Tuki, what's their comparable? Um. So in the PHF. Um, they had the Buffalo Buttes, which obviously there is not a team in Buffalo. They had the Connecticut Whale, which there is Whale. not a team in Connecticut. I love that uh, name. The biggest comparison would have been the Metropolitan River uh, Riveters, who played in East Rutherford, New Jersey, technically New York, if you follow NFL logic. Um, and I just hope they actually play like in an air like. So what came to mind for me was the Bridgeport Sound Tigers of the AHL, where it's like, oh, yeah, because the Bridgeport Sound, they're right there. And the, you know, mm-hmm. it's the sound. It's the water. Yeah. And now they changed the name to the Bridgeport Islanders, in which there are no fucking islands near Bridgeport. So I would hate to see this team be the New York Sound. I presume a water based name and see them landlocked in like poughkeepsie i don't fucking know <laughs> i kind of like know the where they're gonna York play sound. um it's uh, well honestly it's not a strong list but that in my opinion this is the best name on the list besides maybe like it's tied with boston wicked just because that's funny as fuck to me <laughs> they named him the wicked <laughs> it's just it's like hey we're gonna be playing for boston and representing him let's fucking make our name oh. a stereotype <laughs> oh no oh no Oh, they're going to run with the website headline. The Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. The Witch of the East, bro. Oh, no. Someone's going to tell do me it. I'm wrong. You know what? Someone under that tweet posted um, posted something, and this is the one, not one time I will ever give AI flowers. You guys ready for the... Oh, you didn't finish the list. I'll read this list after Endo finishes the list because it's amazing. Hurry okay, up. so the next kidding. one are the <laughs> in the Ottawa Alert, uh, as in Amber Alert, I guess. I don't know. Um, life, life Alert, but yeah, Life Alert. Jesus. Um, yeah. What is their comparable? There wasn't an. Uh, there was not a team in Ontario. One. Yeah, there um, just wasn't one. I'm looking at the CWHL, the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and any any comparables there, and I got nothing. So. They're their yeah. own beast. And then the Toronto Torch. <laughs> the it's Six better. was a better name. I think so. To be <laughs> honest, six was a better name. Is, is there a torch somewhere in Toronto? Like, it should be the New York Torch, right? Uh, there's a torch the down the fucking liberty. alleyways, which all these guys fucking shoot fuck up. <laughs> shoot up in the alleyways, yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I don't... I, there's no torch. There's no, like, statue of a torch. Uh, you could have called fucking the team the Toronto CN Towers or be like the TMU Bold and just be like, yeah, we're the Bold or whatever the fuck. I will like never they never, that. they never hosted the Olympics nope. or anything like that either. Like if it was in Calgary, that would make some sense. Uh, uh, man, can we Vancouver? look at like, 
man, can we look at old names from the CWHL? The Canadian Women's Hockey League, which was defunct um, after 2018, uh, 2019 because they couldn't pay their players after the first year they decided to pay their players. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, geez, there's so many good names. And funny thing is the CWHL was directly affiliated with the NHL with team logos, designs, everything. Basically, every team in that league had a logo design or jersey based off of another NHL team. Um, we'll look back here right now. The Toronto Furies, uh, which I thought were the Furries for a long time, and I was really confused. Uh, they are based off the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Markham Thunder are based off the Dallas Stars, have the same logo design and everything. Mm. Talking about Flames, Calgary Inferno is a good fucking name. Based on Calgary, Alberta, based off of, you know, Oh, dude. So I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at some of these logos, by the way, because I haven't looked at these in a really long time. Um, give me half a second here to bring this up on stream. For those who haven't seen this, the um, the Calgary Inferno's logo is actually cool as shit. Yeah, um, I have it up here on stream for those watching on the video side of things. And the hair of the the woman That's in the so logo sick. is the Calgary Flames C. It's oh, sick, and the O inside is the state. It is the state of fucking Alberta. It's so, so, mm, so really mm. good. That's really Such good. Amazing. What is that Damn. from? Sorry, I, uh, I was the Canadian Women's Hockey League, which which basically is like That's so good. Yeah, so the Canadian Women's Hockey League and then the NWHL, which is the National Women's Hockey League, kind of ran. I want to say they were competitive against each other in terms of getting a market because, you know, the NWHL became the PHF and then they moved into Canada once the CWHL folded and the CWHL had a bunch of other stuff going on behind it. Okay, oh, but man, which, which one was yeah. that from? Sorry. CWHL. Okay. So Canada. Okay. They folded because they paid their players and then at the end of the season, they found out that they were massively in debt and they had to get bailed out by, I think it was Calgary, Toronto, and Montreal were bailed them out of having to pay their dues. So there's All that. Right. You guys ready for the AI-generated uh, women's hockey league team names? Sure. Which, it's, it's really it's sad gonna... how they're better. Oh, oh, man. Uh, Toronto Thunderbirds. Meh. Ooh. I like that. I'd, I'd still, I'd still take that over. Yeah, so they, right. uh, over torch. Yeah. Uh, New York Ice Stars, which Ooh. is I'm okay with that. Okay, um, they. Um, I, I feel like that. I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like that name would be based off of um, previously in the MLS, uh, the New York. They're mm. now the New York Red Bulls. Uh, mm. But prior to Red Bull kind of taking over, they were known as the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. So I feel Ooh. like that would kind of be alluding towards that. So I like that name quite a bit, too. Uh, Boston Blizzard. That's a. Yeah, I, I like still it think more the, than wicked the Wicked pisses. Yeah, like, to good. me, the Wicked would be fun. Um, so I, I told the story before about the main Mariners of the uh, ECHL. Um, they had a naming competition. How much of it was actually a competition? Who knows? But one of the final few names, they obviously went with the Mariners. One of the final few names was the Wild Blueberries because Maine is known for being a huge exporter of blueberries. And while that wasn't the name since then in subsequent seasons, they have had Wild Blueberry Night where they've had special jerseys of, hey, here's what it would have been if we were the blueberries. I feel like if the Boston Wicked were to do that once a year around Halloween, you wear the Wicked jerseys and just lean into it. Or 
you have uh, the wicked jerseys and it's based on fucking Dunkin' Donuts night. I feel like there'd be fun ways to do it, but I feel like if it's the full time gimmick, it's going to get stale real fast. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, after Boston, you got the Ottawa Frostbite. And which is, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is kind of cold in Ottawa. I mean, it's cold. Yeah. It's cold. Um, this next one would be really cool, but AI definitely got confused on it. And I'll explain why. Uh, the Montreal Mistral. Do any of you, do either of you know what a Mistral is? I'm about to Google that right now. Fuck Give me a you. Second. No. I asked if you knew what it was. <sighs> uh, can, you re- can you repeat? The, can you use it in a sentence? Hmm. Um, i visited the south of france (laughs) this is gonna give it away i visited the south south of france in december and there were many uh (laughs) and we experienced a few uh, uh, some mistral i don't fucking know that Mistral was the fifth boss in Metal Gear Gear Rising Revengeance. There you go. I'll pull up the actual (laughs) definition right now. Um, Please do. It is a strong, cold, northwesterly wind that blows through um, the Rhone. I don't fucking know how to pronounce it. uh, The Rhone Valley and southern France into the Mediterranean, mainly in winter. Now, the problem with this is, is that they're like Montreal. Okay, they speak French there. And then they use a completely thi- like a complete like um, weather event that only happens in France. And so yeah, that's Quebec, a, Quebec hates France. Jesus. That's a pretty bad name for Montreal. And there's yeah. AI getting fucked. But uh, then the Minnesota Northern Lights, which is kind of cool, except you cannot fucking see the Northern Lights when you're in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, like AI swung and missed on most of these. Yeah. But at least they they sound better. A couple of them did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried for this league now. At this point, as Endo yeah. was mentioned, now. <laughs> yeah, well, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Of like, okay, maybe they're doing something really cool, like the way they're freaking slow dripping out information. Um, but it's not really working. I would yeah. say they fucked um, up hard. The names I'm worried about the logos. Oh, now, especially after seeing what they went with for the brand itself, the league itself. It's, it's a little bit concerning because you only have one chance to make that good first impression. Yeah. So like when they, when I first saw the boss in wicked, the first thing that came to my mind was the fucking wizard of wizard of the Oz. Um, fucking Wizard of the play. Oz. Yeah, right. Wizard of the Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz play. And I was like, why are they gonna like? No. Even now, I'm like, no. Like, why? That one honestly has the potential for the best logo. Mm. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. that one has the potential to have the best logo. What the hell is the Wicked's logo gonna be? Wait, fucking- that's the cool thing. Can be you can go so many different directions with it. Hmm. You know, what's so, the superior a, a vampire be? chick? You can a get like Boston cream donut, some bats and shit. Ah, it's just a. You can go with Ben and Unmask from the town. Um, you could go with the the Wicked Witch of the East, bro. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of cool stuff. I feel like they could do with that branding, Wicked. Like it's. 
like you could go sinister. Like it, there's, I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with that sort of branding. I don't disagree. With that, let's move on to uh, another topic that we have here. I don't know how much we'll have to discuss about this because of fucking course, this is what was going to happen. We talked about the NHL shortcomings in some way, and well, surprise, surprise, they're left looking like absolute clowns yet again. An update in regards to the Pride Tape conversation from Chris Johnston of The Athletic can confirm the NHL is rescinding the rule that prevented players from using Pride Tape on ice this season. Expect an official announcement to come shortly. Elliot Friedman also chimed in. There was word that the NHL, NHLPA, and NHL Players Inclusion Coalition have agreed that players will have the option to represent social causes with stick tape throughout the season. This includes games and practices. Now, obviously, this issue was forced very early on this season, thanks to Travis Dermott um, wearing or using Pride Tape um, in a game with the Coyotes very early on in the season. Um, He said this, quote, It was definitely something that I did just by myself and was prepared to kind of deal with whatever repercussions the league decided to push towards that. I'm not going to back off and say this battle is won, but we're going to find better ways to do it. You also had Matt Dumba chiming in over this saying, quote, why is it even a thing? Um, he continued, why did they have to do that in the first place? You'll never get answers from them. Ding, 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 Mr. Mm-hmm. Dumba. You'll uh, never get answers for that. That's just something I've come to understand. They don't have answers for a lot of things they do. They follow and try to save face. Matt Ooh. fucking Dumba. More of this, Matt Dumba. Thank you. Unreal. I think most of it, most of it comes from you know him being a part of the uh, hockey diversity alliance and you know, oh, getting yeah. the cold, getting the cold shoulder from, comes from him, just being a yeah. decent fucking person. That Continue. too, but like the amount of times when they've like been like, "Hey, we want to do a thing to like help our people in our communities and other communities that are marginalized," and the NHL was like, "Well, no, um, we're gonna not do that because it'll offend." This one small handful of people who we're going to mm-hmm. cater towards. And it's funny because I said, I think I said this last week, that in regards to like the, the pride jerseys and all that, it took seven people, seven NHL players being upset about the jerseys for them to change the rule. It took Travis Dermott. Um, apparently, there were also talks ahead of time as well with other people, other people part of the, uh, what is it, the the NHL's version of the Hockey Diversity Alliance and Player Inclusion Department, wherever the fuck. Mm-hmm. They apparently talk to the NHL and they're kind of like, whatever, this is like, you're doing this wrong. But, you know, I think Travis Dermott was like the final push to be like, yeah, people are just going to do it regardless. You, what are you going to do? You're going to find them, get into another stupid incident where you're basically going to have to do a bunch of PR, even though you're really shit at that anyway. And yeah, like, I, I, I don't even understand why this was the issue in the first place like this should have never been an issue it should have been players are allowed to freely represent what they want to none of this should have been mandated a lot of people Mm -hmm. have freedom of expression the one thing i am pissed off about though the nhlpa did not step up for for um luke prokop i believe because he is on an nhl deal Mm -hmm. luke prokop is a part of the nhlpa it is an absolute disgrace to the NHLPA that it did not stand up for their one openly gay hockey player. There's a bunch of other ones in there. I've been mm-hmm. to the hockey, I've been to the locker room. 
Ho- hockey players are gay and they don't even know it yet. The amount of dick jokes, <laughs> the amount of jokes about fucking somebody, like I will flat out say it. And people can deny this. The higher level hockey player hockey you go at, the more people are gay, but they don't need but they aren't gay. I'm sure they, there's bisexual ones too. I mean, exactly. And, they, and that's the easiest to mask cuz you just mm-hmm. marry marry a woman. Um, yeah. And that's obviously a huge part of what pride represents, but it just gets so congealed into whatever the hot topic is. And right now it's, it's uh, centered around trans people and, and just the, the, the rainbow in general that people are so triggered over. Um, I will say this one thing. I really, really wanted to see the NHL find him. Mm. Yeah. Just because they were mm-hmm. going to be torn to fucking pieces. You thought I the really, PR was bad. Oh yeah. When players were refusing to wear the warm-up jerseys, imagine if they and they knew it. That's why they mm-hmm. backed out because they're fucking mm-hmm. cowards and the NHL knew how much bad publicity they'd get. They were hoping that players would just say, "All right, well fuck it, they banned it and I don't want to yeah. fucking rock the boat at all." And you they were hoping the wrong... yeah. that the players would be cowards. And Travis Dermott thankfully was not. You got the wrong fucking generation NHL. Like you got yeah. the wrong fucking generation to back off and just accept things as they are. The, these these kids coming up now, the the people who are my age and younger, they're individuals, and they and they and this is goes beyond the NHL and NHL players. Um, y- you 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 get told one thing, you get told you get you told you have to do these one things to have success, blah blah blah, whatever. Um. And you you come of age, you become an adult, and you realize how bullshit that is. And the the I'm like these these coming generations are going to be a fucking issue for these old heads out here. When it, politicians, league commissioners, what the fuck ever, they are not going to back down. And that and I'm, I'm I'm very proud of all of them and all the all the ones who have stood up and all the ones who will stand up. You're you're fucking with the wrong with the wrong people, NHL. These are not the players who had to, to bottle all that shit inside and say years after their rep- retirement and how were they, how were they were bullied and, and, and all this other shit, you know, assaulted, etc. Like you, yeah, that's. <sighs> yeah. As you mentioned, so much of this conversation is tied into bigger conversations outside of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, and as Endo mentioned too, like you have the league deciding to try to protect the stalls, James Reimer, Provorov, and the likes over anybody else. And it's the idea, uh, I said it at the time, if you believe so strongly in your convictions, then what is a little bit of social media backlash to say, well, this is what I believe in. If you're mad about it, it is what it is, but this is what I believe in. And the idea that the league would jump to defend those players immediately and other players who may have been put in that situation and to essentially now ruin all goodwill and good faith that you have. Like, reversing your decision now doesn't all of a sudden mean, like, oh, yeah, no, the NHL is definitely in favor of... No, everyone knows what you are now. You're going to go with whatever way the wind blows and whatever way you think will make you more popular in certain eyes, as opposed to actually making a stand for something. And I find it funny, too, that with Travis Dermott, I saw people on social media point this out. Uh, Travis Dermott is a man of faith. He has a gigantic cross tattoo right along his ribcage. 
So I don't think you can necessarily exclude someone's faith as this disqualifier of like, well, we can't have pride jerseys during warmups anymore because what if someone sits out? Because not every person that has religious-based personal beliefs believes in the way that Ivan Provorov or James Reimer happens to. We don't have to get into the hypocritical nature of James Reimer, um, who wore military appreciation night jerseys without any issue whatsoever. We don't have to get yeah. into that. Besides um, being a Mennonite who's supposed to be a pacifist. And, you know, not playing on Sundays or anything, but he's had plenty of those. Um, again, it, it's not a thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to sit here and, and target people who do believe because I am of the opinion that as long as you are not hurting anybody else, whether directly or even indirectly, because certain actions can indirectly cause a good amount of fucking harm. As long as you're not intentionally trying to hurt somebody else, I don't give a shit what you believe in. I really don't. But it's that idea of the, the negative effect that so few players have had on this league. It's like, oh, well, Proveroff sold hockey jerseys after the fact. Think about how many more could have been sold by people now who are like, oh, shit, this league doesn't actually give a fuck about us. We mm-hmm. knew it, but now they confirmed it that they don't give a fuck about us. And I had so many members of my community that are there on a daily basis say that fucking verbatim. That's not Toogie white knighting and virtue signaling again. That is me repeating the words of people who are actually affected by this and who felt like they got essentially the NHL spitting in their face over the course of this year. That's what that is. What you do with that information, how you react to that, that's your choice. Um, I give Travis Dermott all the credit in the world. As we talked about on the last show, that is not a guy who has an NHL spot locked up. And as much as you would have wanted to see it be a big fucking name, as it turns out, it didn't have to be. A Travis Dermott scared the NHL enough because they knew what the backlash would be in their absolute fucking cowards. We can talk mm-hmm. about earlier in the show the problems with officiating and what the fuck even is the game. But then it's a situation like this that really really solidifies just how shit this league is despite hockey being such an incredible sport with that gentlemen do we have times for some uh, extra viewer questions that were maybe a little bit off topic as we wind things down sure but before that um i just want to we, we 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 mentioned him a little bit but i don't think mm-hmm. we mentioned him quite enough uh jack hughes um Honestly, right now, he is my early, early pick to win the Art Ross, potentially the heart. But with McDavid's injury now, he'll be out for a couple weeks. With Jack Hughes' start, multiple four-point nights, he has a real chance. And with the way the Devil Devil Team looks as well, like Jack Hughes is a phenomenal player. We we knew it when he was drafted, but now we're really kind of seeing it. But again, still early. He could taper off. But as of right now, if he keeps this sort of pace up, we could we could finally see someone who actually deserves to win those trophies over McDavid win it. And I think that's special. I agree. And then it's also special that it takes McDavid being fucking injured for that to happen and how ridiculous mm. that man is. But we just <laughs> I, I feel like we got to give Jack Hughes his flowers right now because he is he's playing out of his mind and it's not just on, on the score sheet either. He he's driving play. He's, he's playing a, a solid two way game and 
shout out to Jack Hughes, who's an absolute monster. It's great to see him too kind of flip that narrative on its head of when he was drafted. People were just like, oh, <laughs> did the devils fuck up? Did yeah. they make a mistake? Because that was 100% the narrative from mm-hmm. a good portion of people. There were a lot of other people. It's like, come on, be patient, wait it out here. Uh, but those first two seasons, he wasn't quite destroying worlds. It wasn't until 21-22 where he had 56 points in 49 games where you're like, oh, shit, maybe. And then obviously last year, 99 points. And now, yeah, 17 points in six games at the time of recording. Um, he has been absurd. phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. We will get to some of these questions here to round things out. Let's start it off with old Scroopy Noopers. Question for the podcast. This hockey broadcast randomly becomes a D&D campaign. What are your characters, races, and classes? I have my own guesses. Paladin, Wizard, and Rogue. But I'd like to see your choices. Very close. Pa- I love going with Paladins. Any sort of Paladin-type character is, is one of my favorite in any sort of lore. Warrior Priest from Warhammer. Love to do RPs with uh, Paladins in World of Warcraft. Um, but if I was doing a campaign, I would likely go with a dwarf fighter because it's really fun to do uh, dwarf accents when you're doing the RP parts of things. And uh, I like the mentality and, and of a dwarf anyway, just being a stubborn fucking bastard who uh, who ha- who hates elves and shit. And <laughs> like, yeah, I'd, I, I would, I'd definitely be a dwarf, dwarf fighter. So fun fact. I don't know a goddamn thing about D and D. Okay, I'll take it over. Uh, you look up look up basic classes. Um, well, that's what I did. I, I left. Did. Um, There's a I link. was looking up. Uh, shout out to dndbeyond.com. Um, and I'm going off of which ones I think look the coolest. Um, or oh, names that make me, or names that make me laugh, like Deep Gnome. That is goddamn hilarious to me. I'm not a goblin. I'm a gnome. Um, I I also need to shout out. Oh God, where the hell was it? Oh, where the hobgoblin? Shout out to hobgoblin. Um, but there is one that really caught my attention. Tortle. Oh my and God. <laughs> is that a playable race or an NPC race, though? It it's what category is this in? It shows uh Mordekainen presents monsters of the multiverse. Yeah, so it's an, you can't play as that guy. That's uh, that, bullshit. That, that's, okay. an, that's an NPC race. It's uh, funny. I'm pretty sure you can't play as hobgoblins either. Fuck. I had a D campaign for like a minute. It was like one day. So I never saw those people ever again. And um it was I was a war turtle. Yeah. So teen, teenage mutant ninja turtle. No, mm. basically, yeah. Everyone else was all this like these in, like like enchantress and like all this other shit. And I'm like, I'm a turtle. I'm, I'm a fucking turtle. <laughs> it's a very endo move for a serious RP game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a Fuck turtle. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this bullshit. I'm a turtle, and I look like one of those fucking build a bear turtles. Like that's the whole look I went for. <laughs> Everyone's super happy realistic and you have this fucking plushie just walking around running around. I have an answer. In fairness, right. I have two answers. 
I would like to be a human bard. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah. To be full of whimsy. <laughs> full of women? Uh, oh, whimsy. Or I would like to be a gnome who is also some kind of sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Side oh, man. note. I hated gnomes in, like, original WoW because they were so fucking hard to target and they'd all just be bouncing around. <laughs> oh, God. Tiny little and bastards. Anytime you say a gnome, it reminds me of the uh, NHL uh, slap shit uh, <laughs> thing. I, I think Tuki knows what I'm talking about. It's uh, a picture of, like, the NHL slap shot cover, but with, like, the a gnome with the... Oh, fuck what is it? I can't find the picture now that I'm looking for it. Uh it's a picture of a meme of a gnome what's like slapping. There it is, uh-huh. found it. NHL slap shit. Uh open image a new tab. The Reddit link, but fucking whatever. There it is. This this fucking kills me every time. Oh yeah. Not only is it photoshopped <laughs> on the main thing, but on the box on the right, it's also photoshopped with Gretzky on there. It's fucking awesome. Bring it up on stream for people. That Anytime are I think me. of a fucking gnome, that's exactly what I think of. The fucking NHL slap shit. <laughs> God, did you guys ever play slap shot? I never did. People are asking me on stream to play it, and it's like, man, I've never played it. I played a bit of it. Nope. It just never appealed to me. Like, yeah, you put the Wiimote in a mini stick, and then like games like that or like Tony Hawk's ride that had like the fucking yeah, plastic yeah. skateboard you'd stand the only game with a peripheral like that that I enjoyed was Guitar Hero and Rock Band Area 51 damn what the hell elaborate you never played Area 51 no it, oh my god did you ever go to arcades um it was that's, that it was that shit arcade here. game where you were like at Area 51 killing aliens and shit you're showing your age there I don't give I a mean, fuck. Honestly, that game is amazing. <laughs> so I, it was also I, for the PS1, and you can have one of the guns for it. It was like so you I, shot, and then you shoot oh, off screen to reload. Oh, it was a light shooter game. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. Why don't you just quote Duck Hunt next time? Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I have, I've never played Duck Hunt. I did. Duck Hunt was awesome. Yeah, so fuck you. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question comes from RG Dust. You get the ability to communicate a message to everyone on Earth. What would that message be? Quote uh, or uh, note, the message would be completely anonymous if you wanted it to be. Oh, man. Uh, Uh, I I know what I'd say. Please go then, because I don't. The game. (laughs) (laughs) And then I am the ultimate winner. Oh, no, uh, says, uh, hello, this is Elon Musk. I'm giving away thousands of dollars to everyone to show up at my house at this address. Ooh, and I'd give that's out the a good address. one. Oh man. There's a there's a video uh that I that I would like to say, like quote by like word for word. Um there's a there's a channel called Snapcube and they do this thing called real time fan dubs. And when did they start what, their channel? A long time ago. Um no, but they, like, it's it's the it's the famous doctor. It's like it's called Doctor Eggman has an announcement to make, and it's just it's like <laughs> it just goes on a fucking rant, and it's so good. 
It's like I come to make an announcement. Santa Hedges a bitch ass motherfucker. He pissed on my wife and he pissed on the moon. It just goes off. I'll link it. I'll link it in the chat. Um, God, because it, it's just like they. It's it's basically improv. The entire show is improv based, and, and so that would be your message for the entire world. Yeah, just just on the moon, all right, or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, it no, it the entire rant is fucking hilarious. I'm trying to think. This is tough because I I can't possibly take this question seriously, right? You just can't. I didn't. Yeah, because I mean, I could, but yeah, what's I'd the get point? Per, I'd get pretty sanctimonious like, if I did. Yeah, um, Ron sanctimonious. <laughs> Ron sanctimonious has tiny hands. I have big hands. Um, I have the biggest hands. Okay. <laughs> biggest hands. Nowhere, just Ron Sanctimonious. <laughs> what, what fucking got him? Am I right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll go with another political ilk, uh, and I will say that the American people are tired of women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just that did, did you, message, just that soundboard clip to everyone on earth. Tired of women? <sighs> I can't believe it. Oh, God. Oh, what's something else that could just... Oh, um, in 2025, McDonald's is bringing back Szechuan sauce. And then we'll oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> and the internet just goes fucking nuts. I want my uh, Szechuan yeah. sauce. A pickle re. God, oh God. Pickle re. Our next question. Biconet. <laughs> Our next question comes from a recently renamed a rogue El Sordo. Someone who enjoyed our Street Sharks conversation from earlier in the week. Yeah. The three of you each get a knock on your door one day, and when you answer it, you find a large crate with a note attached. Inside is a time machine. The note states it has exactly enough one, uh, exactly enough juice for one round trip. The catch is you may only go back to use it to stake your claim as the singer of a one-hit wonder. What song are you creating on your own time-traveling trip? That's tough. That is very tough because there are a lot of one-hit wonders, and I I am fascinated with the idea of one-hit wonders. Um, one of my favorite channels on YouTube is a guy by the name of Todd in the Shadows, who does a lot of videos about one-hit wonders. His most recent video was actually about the the theme from The Exorcist, which was actually a one-hit wonder. That movie was so popular that that theme became one of the biggest songs at the time um so definitely check out Todd and shadows by the way he is a phenomenal phenomenal creator um i think i have i think i have the answer yeah i've got mine go for it fuck uh never no i, I gotta think about it more please go i have with a yours. tie in my head the first one is take on me because that is a fantastic fucking song. And I can see mm-hmm. Um And the music video is hilarious. That or <laughs> just to be even even more hilarious. And this is 
this is also funny and I would be making a shit ton more money. Uh, Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Mm. Oh, I was going to say that. Financially, that makes the most sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Shit. Don't even tell me that Rick Rick Astley had another hit besides that. He (laughs) has some good songs, but he didn't have another hit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Talking about hits, though. I know. Um, Dude, there's so many. And it depends on the perspective that you look at it from. Like, do you go with a song... That was like a crossover hit. And mo- like, I was thinking like my mind went to like 99 Luft Balloons because it was big in mo- it was big across the world. Whoa. Right. It wasn't Whoa. just like a U.S. one hit wonder. Um, I, I think about the safety dance by men without hats and <laughs> which is just a dude and a little person frolicking in a field. For most of it. And that just looks like fun. Um. And then, oh God, you could go with you could go with Baby Got Back, and then you're just forever associated with fat asses. <laughs> um, God, so I think my final two. No, God, no, there's too many. You know, you keep thinking I'm gonna use the bathroom. God, damn but I'm it. not missing like, this answer because this butterfly by Crazy Town. And who wouldn't want to be the shifty shell shock of a generation? Fuck. Oh, I hate this. Endo, did you have an answer to this? No, because <laughs> I've. it's hard to do, man. It's a hard. Piney's got the good questions. Uh, sorry, El Sordo has the good questions. Yeah. Uh, okay. Man. Yeah. Hold on. So, Looking through my Spotify playlist. What's what? artist dropped off completely yeah that's what i'm doing like do you go with something that again like do you go with like the macarena so anytime it's like oh they're doing the macarena it's like eventually it's like grandpa endo they're doing your dance uh can i just not travel in time and just uh be the lead singer for (laughs) fozzy I just kick. I just um, give uh, Chris Jericho a sweet chin music and just start singing on stage. What have I become? <laughs> oh my um, god! Of I got all nothing. fucking songs. You're like, you know, Fozzie. Fozzie. That's the yeah. one for me. <laughs> god. What was two geese? I missed. Okay, so. It was initially a tie. I have made a decision. All right. I was going to go with Riding by Chamillionaire. <laughs> Chamillionaire! Chamillionaire! <laughs> but my answer. <laughs> I Yes. All right. I'm, I'm making the decision. My answer officially is that I wish I was a baller. Oh my god. I wish I was taller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Oh, I wish cool. I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat and a six foot or a six four impala. There we go. Um, six foot. I'm, I'm too I'm too white for Skilo, but it's gotta be I wish. An anthem for short kings everywhere is sung by a man who's six foot two. The irony he wishes he was a baller. Would be tremendous. I do wish I was a <gasps> I, I changed my mind. I scroll. I scrolled down. I scrolled down. 
Dude, it has to be. I've I've memed this song to death for seven years. In the it's summertime oh, by Mongo oh. Jerry. I have memed that song to death on stream for years. And the reason for it is uh Mr. Mungo himself has the has the, the visuals that I strive for in life that I could simply never pull off. Um allow me to bring up a picture of the lead singer of, of Mungo Jerry. I mean in the summertime, Mungo Jerry. This that's the answer. I I finally right. I'm not gonna look at any others in the summertime. Mungo Jerry, as long as I get those sweet, sweet mutton chops to go along with <laughs> what it. What was Endo? Just... Did Endo have one yet? He I was going to be the lead singer for Fozzie, Chris Jericho's band. So I would like travel back like maybe five years. Oh, okay. <laughs> it never said how far you had to travel back. It's true. Yeah. It is true. Our final question comes from one bouncy McBoink Boink. What's the next hockey topic that should have a Netflix or some sort of streaming service documentary? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is being asked because last night I discovered that Alexander Daig is going to have a documentary made about him, which led me down the rabbit hole of like, he's not even the worst NHL bust of all time. He's top five at, at best. Like I like how you're still Mungo Jerry. <laughs> oh, for the rest of the stream, for the rest of the podcast. That's oh, the um, yeah, I, I, I don't understand how he is getting a, uh, uh, a documentary necessarily because I, I don't feel like he was that bad to warrant a documentary based on how bad he was. Mm. Um, there's a lot on the hockey side I think that that could yeah. be covered. And honestly, I like the weird. I like the Danbury Trashers documentary that was out there more so than the stories that we've heard a million times over. I want a story. You know what? I thought of it. Tony Hand. Tony Hand touted as the British Gretzky. I want a documentary that shows exactly why Tony Hand's name is still brought up as the most important name in the history of British hockey. That is what I want. Give me stories I don't need another story about how I don't need Gretzky versus Lemieux. I don't need the last dance, Wayne Gretzky's time as a New York Ranger or some shit. Like, I know all of those stories. Give me the weird stories of people, teams, players that deserve those shouts as, hey, they had notable careers, but they aren't necessarily the Wayne Gretzky's of the world. Give me Nigel Dawes. Give me a give me a documentary about Nigel Dawes. And if you don't know who he is, he was a fifth round 2003 draft pick by the New York Rangers who played okay over here and then went over to the KHL and the Super League and absolutely tore it up. I believe he retired and he is not only a member of the Kazakhstani hockey team, um, he is also Canadian and of Jamaican descent. So technically speaking, he is the greatest black hockey player to play in the sport of hockey. It's great. Nigel does. So, yeah. You got one. It's kind of tough, man. <sighs> like for you, I was thinking like, it'd be cool to just have like the history of hockey in California. Talk about the yeah. Golden Seals. Talk about 
how did we get to Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Jose as the teams? Like, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, I I feel like a lot of the stuff that I want is our stories still in progress. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sure it'll happen, but like just a whole in-depth look on like Connor McDavid and his story because the man's so closed off, it feels like, and he's just this maniac on ice. But um, I think what a really cool story would be is like, like, like a, a Joe Pavelski documentary, mm. seventh round selection, and he becomes an absolute megastar and gets cast off by the team that he was captain of because they they're they're going in this direction. They think he's going to drop off and he's playing some of his best hockey near the age of 40. I think in general, right? The idea of like, oh, long shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you covered long, the- that's a great one because you got Zetterberg, Nabokov, Pavelski. Mark Stone was a sixth round pick. Mm. That suit as well was like an eighth round pick or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that would be a cool one. So like, you know, we got the bust side you know, dig, but what about the long shot side? Those guys who mm. were taken so late who went on to have superstar careers. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Can Tim Thomas interview him live from his bomb shelter? <laughs> Talk about how he was a ninth round pick of the Quebec Nordiques in 1994. God, he was oh, yeah. 94. Yeah, he, uh, dude, he played. He went to college in Vermont. I should have been taken in the first round. There was a conspiracy. They knew I was conservative. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the main, mainstream media and the, the powers that be and the all the the new hockey order. You gotta watch out, new hockey order. They're putting chemicals in the ice to make the freaking players gay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to another edition of the Tukey's Take Podcast. Don't forget, if you're listening on your audio platform of choice, make sure to review the show if you haven't already done so. It helps us out quite a bit. Uh, and, of course, on the YouTube side of things, leave a like and subscribe if you have not already done that. Uh, and if you haven't done it in general, hey, go do that. We would appreciate it. Endurance M, what do you got going on in the meantime? Until our show's next week. I stream tomorrow. I don't have commission. I'm do good. Yes, that's what I do. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays streams. Weekends, optional. That's what it's going to be from now on. I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, probably like 2, 3 p.m. or like whatever. Something like that. You know, my schedule is mm. fucked up, so... That's what's going to be. And hopefully there is some news about another patch that fixes things because the goalie patch, uh, I I honestly prefer the tether system. Shocker. Wow. You get used to a system and you realize, hey, this is pretty good. And it's like, oh, sweet. I, I will say them adding hybrid controls for the tether system itself is great. So the way it works is like if you go on butterfly system, you can move normally as you would before in previous games. Anyway, that's me. Sim for the win. What do you got going yeah. on? Ah, same old, same old. My be a pro is a boss. 50 goals, 100 points near the end of the season on the 30th place team in the <laughs> NHL. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got that going oh, on. Um the tail end of the Boston Bruins franchise mode, still looking to get a goddamn cup because I've built a super team at this point. And, you know, we got knocked out in the first round because mm. reasons. Yeah. Hey, real quick. You guys want to see something really, really funny? 
I don't have time actually. Otherwise, I would say yes. I do. Have oh, to get it's out gonna of be here. just my my Uber my delivery thing. Um, oh just dropped out my food, and he's like, "I'll oh, take a picture of the food." This is what it looks like. He's in a hurry too. It looks like uh, that's an <laughs> ultrasound. Actually, that's actually an ultrasound. Congratulations! Yeah, I'm I'm cleaner, <laughs> I've seen cleaner picture fidelity of the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, Turkey 24 everywhere. We will be back next week. We'll have two shows. We won't the week after that, though, because your boy's getting married. Uh, but yeah, anyway, thank you. Again, all of you. We love you. And we'll see you next week.